This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. Robert Latow, keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. The streets have been asking, where you been, Rob? We haven't heard any podcasts, haven't done any videos since Christmas. It's 2022. What's going on? Everything all right? Everything cool? Well, here's, here's the truth of the matter. Sometimes, you know, you just need to take a break. You know, social media is a toxic, toxic place. And if you don't pay close attention, you'll get so sucked up into it that your real life becomes secondary. Now, you don't want that. You definitely don't want that. Especially if you have a good real life. Now, see, some people don't have a life. You know, some people are that on social media talking big and bold and trying to expose people and cancel everybody. They're going home to a cold, lonely bed. Nobody really likes them in real life. They're going to jobs that they hate in real life. Them bills are coming due. In real life. So if you have a real, this is just my advice. You, know, you have to listen, but you're here. So I, I figure you you may want to pay attention. You got a, if you got a good real life, sometimes take that step back. I was just watching a video. Right? And I see these videos all the time. There's a video. There's one of them TikTok. I guess it was a TikTok video or something. And it was showing a couple. And they were showing their little morning routine of, you know, I guess love making and making breakfast and, and drinking mimosas and all of this stuff. And they put it on TikTok. And people were like goals. You know how people like to say goals, relationship goals. That's, that's not goals. You know why? Because none of that is spontaneous. Because you know why? You got to set up a camera. You got to edit. Do I look good here? Do my booty look good there? Does the does the eggs look properly scrambled? You're looking for validation from social media. Now, think about social media like 
the Matrix. Not the last Matrix, because that was terrible. Terrible movie. But the first Matrix. And what is one of the rules of the Matrix? Is if you get killed in the Matrix, you can also die in the real world. And that's kind of how social media is in the sense that it's all fake. But there can be real life ramifications, right? We all know this. I saw some girl tweet about she was a hiring manager or something like that. And she was pointing out that the, the she was freelancing or whatever it was. But the budget was $130,000 to hire somebody. But the person that interviewed for the job only asked for 85000 and she didn't tell him that, you know, it was more money out there. I mean, that's substantially more, you know, 85 and 130. And she put it on Twitter. In the Matrix. Real life ramifications. Next thing you know, she's lost the job. She has to delete all of her social media accounts. She was just a random person living real life, right? But decided... That talking about it in the fake world, trying to get validation from strangers, was more important than real life. Just chilling. So when you, I say all this, so when you see me disappear for a while, I'm never actually gone. I mean, you could find me on doing things, but don't think something like bad has happened. Right? Don't think anything weird has happened or anything like that. Just think of it like, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. You just rather focus on, you know, real life. Like, I have a job. The job is BSO, right? So you get the, and I know this is part of the job. You get the stories, you get the headlines, you know, but sometimes, like, you know, something at six o'clock, I'm done. You know, sometimes you just got to do that. Especially when you have a family, right, that actually, you know, loves you. You know, do I want to miss my little princess walking for the first time because I'm in my office to midnight arguing with people online about dumb stuff? Of course not. You wouldn't want to do that either. By the way, she is walking very quick. She's very fast. I got a bad ankle. Ankle's been bad since I, I twisted. I had a high ankle sprain taking down the Christmas lights. That was like January the 2nd. So we're talking about like a whole month. My ankle still bothered me. Like I, I'm fine. Like I can walk into like for a while. Like I was, I probably should have been in the boot. But I was, you know, walking and stuff like that. And, but I couldn't. It was, it was a limp. It was like a pimp. Now I can walk fine and everything, but I can't cut. If I try to make her, it, it hurts. I was play fighting with my wife. Tried to, you know, give her, a, uh, put her in a, a rock bottle. And almost, you know, I couldn't do it. Had no no power in the, in the ankle. So, yeah, so I, you know. I take a, took a break. 
Just a little break. That's all. Sometimes you just want to take a break and see the world around you. You know, go out. And here's the thing. We've been cramped up in our houses for the better part of what, like two years now? Like, like the, the Rona really hit, what was it, March of 2020? Like in America. So when stuff started to get like, is that right or was it 2019? Was it, was it, no, it was 2019. Is it 2019 or 2020? No, it was 2020. Right, yeah, I think it was 2020. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and so, you know, it's, that's, that's almost two years. Two years of, you know, for the first year, like almost all of 2020, you barely could do anything. And then in 2021, you get the vaccine and stuff like that. But it's been kind of back and forth. Like, you can go out, but there's still, you know, issues and stuff like that. It's a little better. You know, I think we're learning to live with it. Now, I think now, now, you know, you're going out a little bit more. You can. You want to take your lady out to dinner. want to catch a game or something like that. Because you spent the whole year goofed up in the house. That's all it was. I haven't forgotten. I see what's going on. The thing is that I was telling, I was telling my guy Yuri this the other day. And I was telling somebody else this the other day. Like, you got to be careful, right? It's a different time. It's not like, like it was in 2016. I was, I was telling him, I like, you know, this is all Hillary Clinton's fault. <laughs> if Hillary Clinton would have won, I don't think we would be quite where we're at right now. But you got to de- determine what conversations are worth it. Like everything is, everything is, it's, it's a flood. It's a flood of social media. You know, it's TikToks, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everyone is just overflowing with information and opinions and, you know, both sides of, of, of certain things. And it's just at a certain point, you just have to decide, you have to determine like in this realm or whatever, you know, space you're at, it just doesn't matter. Like, well, it's just not, it's just a waste of energy, a waste of time. Like, there are going to be times where your opinion matters. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be times for that. But the people that you waste your breath on, the people that you look for validation from, like, that's sad. It's not worth it. Go read a book. Go watch Euphoria. (laughs) It's a very strange show, by the way. Very strange. Go watch Ozark. You know, go watch a YouTube. Just do whatever makes you happy and stay in that, that happy bubble. Yeah, stay in that happy bubble, right? Don't let anything or anybody mess up your happy bubble. Don't let anybody tell you you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Don't have anybody tell you your, your opinion doesn't matter or you're wrong. It's your opinion. Even if, even if it's wrong, right? Whatever. Just whatever. Who cares? You know. 
Are you, a, you know, an annoy, are you, you know, don't be Jackson Mahomes. Don't be Brittany Matthews. Don't be unaware of your annoyance. Like, that's, to me, like, people say, what is white privilege? That, that's white, well, that's one. There's, there's severities of white privilege. I don't want to say Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes are, like, you know, getting away with shooting black people in the street. Like, the cops white privilege. But that's basically white privilege in, the, in a nutshell. You cause the problem. Your actions are causing the reactions, and then you just put your hands up and say, I'm the victim. I'm being bullied. That's like punching somebody in the face. They hit you back, and you're like, man, I'm being bullied. That's like you following the bully around, making fun of him, talking bad about his sneakers, saying everything about him is whack, and then he punches you in the jaw, you're like, what you hit me for? You understand what I'm saying? People are like that these days. They don't understand that actions have a reaction. And that's where we're at. So I try, you know, I try, I try to knock out some, some podcasts at least once a week. At least once a week. I do still have things to say. But I, after a certain amount of time, it's like you just, you're just talking in circles. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, Every, everybody's hot taken. Everybody is faking media. Like, media is not like how it, I was taught it would be. And that's fine, because I've taken advantage of that as well. But it's like, it's not real. Nothing is real anymore. Everyone's like, who can make the, you know, the hottest take? Who can do the funniest, you know, bit? Who can come up with the, the best catchphrase? It's all wrestling. And like I said, I participated. I'm not absolving myself of it. But it's like it's not it's not it's not real anymore. It's not real. It's it's purposefully saying, at least for some hours of your day, I prefer to be in the matrix. I prefer to interact with this fake world for a period of time. Now the problem is now that the best the best scene in the Matrix, right? Once again, don't watch the last one. You don't need to watch it. Hell, you really don't even need to watch the 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 two sequels after the first one. But the best the best scene in the Matrix. Go on YouTube and find this. And I always forget the guy's name. Hold on, give me a second. I'm looking it up. You haven't heard me my voice in like a month, so you can you can you can sit here and listen to me rant about the Matrix and stuff. That's fine. Hold on. Let me see. Matrix cast. I always forget the guy's name. Uh, I see. Where's he at? No, not, not. Where's this guy? Cypher. He's the one that betrays him, right? So, Cypher. And it'll tell you, it's better than any of the gun scenes. Better than any of that. Cypher is betraying Neo and then Trinity and Morpheus and all of them. He's, he's in the Matrix talking to Agent Smith, right, about betrayal. And Agent Smith, because he's a program, is like, I don't get it. Why are you, you know, betraying them? And Agent Smith's like, you, you understand, like, you know, what you're doing. And, and Cypher looks at the steak. He's eating the steak. He's at a dinner. He's like, I know this steak is fake. He's like, I know it. 
It's like, I know it's fake. I know what I'm tasting is not real. But it's so much better than what my reality is. So when I do this, you know, for you, you know, make me, I want my fake life to be whatever it is. Even though he knows. It's not like he's in the fake life. And that's, I think that's the major key. Most people that are in the fake life, maybe they don't, uh, they don't know that they're in the fake life. So you can cut them a little slack, right? He knows he's in the fake life. But he still chooses to stay in it because it's better than his reality. And I always remember that when you're arguing with people, that the re- they're arguing a fake, they're living a fake life because their reality is not as good. The real life is not as good. So they have to stay connected to the matrix. What in the blue hell? Shefter was nervous for a minute by Tom Bray. When we talk about media, that's what I'm talking about. Now Adam Shefter's been around for a while. You would say, what, he's probably the number one NFL scooper in the world. I think that's safe to say. But you ever wonder how he gets those scoops? <laughs> Gotta be a little down and dirty to get those scoops. That's why Brady was mad at him. Like, it doesn't even matter sometimes the scoops are correct. Sometimes people just want to put it out when they want to put it out. Like, but Shefford doesn't care. He has that face that's not, like, threatening. He has that face that's, like, you know how Darren Ravel has a punchable face? You know, Schefter has a face like he's your accountant. You know, or, your, you know, your, your next door neighbor that, like, you know, is like a hedge fund manager. So it's not like an a unlikable face. But he's cutthroat. He, like I said, did to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck wanted to announce his retirement with his family and is, is, is soon to be wife and friends at a nice press conference, you know, where he could, he would tell all of his teammates beforehand. And Sheffield was like, nah, I'm just going to break this news during the game. Remember uh, Jean-Pierre Paul blew off his fingers? You know, there was some, some discrepancy on the severity of it. And, you know, they're trying to keep that close to the vest. And Sheffield was like, nah. Alright, I'm gonna hear your medical records. I know you don't have no fingers now. They caught they caught Schefter in them emails. Talking to the, the GMs and stuff. Hey, why don't you read over my article? I mean, but that's how it is. See, listen, let me explain something to you. This is the truth, this is real. We'll lie to you about it because I've been in the, in the game 17 years. This is the truth. This is what happens. I'm gonna tell you two things that you probably don't know. You may know it if you're in media and you're listening. But you might not. Two things. I'll tell you the first one. That's the simple one first. You wonder how Woj and Schefter and, and uh, Shams and all of these other guys, Rappaport, whatever, get some of this like early news, like right before it's announced by like the leagues, before the NFL, before MLB, before NBA, before they actually announce it. Like, Schefter or, or Shams would be like sources say such and such is going to be fined or suspended 
or whatever it means. And then like five minutes later, the NFL or the NBA comes out. He's like, whoa, how did they get it so, how did they get it beforehand? Right? You want to know how? They have somebody leaking them the press releases before they go out. That's it. That's all it is. It's as simple as that. So if Kevin Durant's getting fined 25K or whatever for whatever he, he did on the court, and that's getting ready to be released by the NBA, Shams and Woj and the other, some other NBA guys, they have somebody in place that says, hey, we're about to, here's a copy of the press release. Here's what's it going to say. Maybe even send it to them beforehand. They get in their hand. And then what they say is, even though they know it's a press release, it's about to go out to 20,000 media members. I know because I get them. And it's source, Kevin Durant. It's going to be fined $25,000 for blah, 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 per Bleacher Report, but per ESPN sources, da, 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 da. And then five minutes later, the blanket email comes out where they send it to everybody. People are like, wow, wow, wow. Now, let me tell you the other way that they get their scoops. Now, this is more nefarious and I'll be honest with you, it's the same way I get my scoops from time to time. But yes, it's nefarious. I mean, point blank, they have affiliations with teams, agents, players. In my case, sometimes IG models, strippers, <laughs> only fan models. And that's how they get the information. But... The thing about it is this, is that you have to understand, you know, nothing is free in life. So how you get that information, you know, there is some, um, you know, scratch my back. You know, I scratch yours. You know, be it from the agents, be it from the teams. It's a really, it's a, it's a dirty game. You've seen the movie Michael Clayton before. You know, there's fixes involved. It's all type of weird stuff going on behind the scenes of how they get that information out there and how it's presented, you know. It's not so much that the information is unavailable. It's how it's presented and what platform it's presented on. Obviously, ESPN, biggest platform that's out there, Right? So, when they have a TV show or something on ESPN.com, it's going to carry a lot of weight. You know, same thing with NFL Network. They're talking about NFL stuff is going to carry a lot of weight. When these announcers and these broadcasters and these play-by-play guys, when they're doing a game, how they present certain things carries a certain amount of weight. So when you see Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth telling 20 million people Aaron Rodgers is a good guy, that carries weight. When you hear Joe Buck telling 20 million, 20 million people that Antonio Brown quit, when we know factually that wasn't the case, that's because people live in the Matrix. Remember, they just hear what they want to hear. That manipulates the opinion of the players and everyone else. It's a dirty game. 
It is a dirty game. And if you're going to be in it, if you're going to be in media, you know, you really, the fans, they don't understand what's really going on. It's, I mean, but it's not their fault. Like, I don't understand whatever's going on at Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of weird stuff happening. If you worked at Amazon and you were in the Amazon family, you could tell me, like, hey, man, you have no idea what's going on at Amazon, my dog. So I wouldn't know that. So I don't expect fans and everything to know what's going on in media or really what's going on with players and teams like that. Like, it's always funny to me when, like, you take a player like Antonio Brown. And don't get me wrong, AB has done some things that make you raise an eyebrow. So I'm not trying to paint him as a victim here. But it, it's funny to me, right, that, at times, like, singular players get, like, pointed out as the bad guy, right? When, in reality, there's multiple bad guys on every team. Like, it was funny because they were talking about, you know, he had posted himself in a Ravens jersey. They're like, oh, the Ravens would take on such a problem, problem child like Antonio Brown. They brought back a murderer. Allegedly, whereas the white... Sue, Ray. Even if Ray is not a murderer, and I, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I would like to believe that Ray's not out here just, you know, shaking people. In the end, he still was charged with double murder, and the only reason he didn't go to trial was because he snitched and took a plea deal, where he pointed the finger at two other people said that they did the murder and that he was an accessory to it. I mean, that's serious stuff. That's like mob stuff, mafia stuff. Now, those two guys, ironically, got off because there wasn't enough evidence against them. Like, who's the evidence against? Where's the white suit? Ray. Took, took him back, no problem. Know why? Because he could play ball. Simple as that. Ray Rice... This is a true story. You can look it up. I'm not making this up. Ray White, Ray, ugh, can't say it. Ray Rice, double R's, went into the commissioner's office and the Ravens were there. And the commissioner Goodell said, hey, Ray, man, what, what exactly happened? What, what, what are we talking about here? Why is everybody upset? Ray looked the commissioner in his eye, held his fiance at the times hand look the ravens in the eye and said sir I knocked my girlfriend out cold in the elevator I did it I did it I lost my cool she spit on me I knocked out I dragged her out of the elevator Roger Goodell the Baltimore Ravens even with the confession of someone knocking out the girlfriend in an elevator, gave him two game suspension, and he was on his way back. If TMZ never gets the tape, Ray Rice has another four to five years in the NFL. No problem. Easy. Terrell Suggs poured bleach on his baby mama, almost threw her out of a car, multiple accusations of domestic violence no problem we can sack the 
sacked the quarterback. You know what Ben Roethlisberger was up to in the bathroom? Tyreek Hill. You act, you you tell me. I'm I'm just an observer here. You tell me. In your heart of hearts, who? And I'm and, and like I say, they both can be bad. But who's a who's a, a, a more terrible person? Tyreek Hill, who admitted that he beat up a pregnant woman and threw her down the steps, who suspiciously, potentially beat up his kid. Now he said he just was giving him a little, you know, punched him in the chest and stuff like that, and people debate on things like that. But, you know, we have documented domestic violence on a pregnant woman. We got the kid getting taken away by child services under suspicious circumstances. Now, you have Antonio Brown, who offenses range from throwing gummy penises at his baby mama, um, being accused of some shadiness with a former assistant who may or may not have been upset that a fiance caught her cheating with AB, uh, beating up a delivery driver, and, you know, running off the field with his shirt off after they told him to get the hell up out of here. Which one's worse, like, really? Not that you would want any of either one of them dating your sister, but if you'd like force that gunpoint, who do you think would be better? You understand what I'm saying? You know, I'm not gonna go down to you know I don't know what's going on with the Bengals and the the the, the Rams, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's terrible people everywhere, it's terrible players everywhere. They just single it out because the media. It's what it's good for media. The reason that they still talking about AB, the reason that he's still in the news, because he's good for ratings, he's good for views, he's good for clicks. We all know. You should know by now. You should know by now. That's the thing I want to get to in this segment quickly was uh, Ben Simmons. My guy Ben has lost $19 million. Possibly can lose $32 million by the end of the season if he's not traded and you have an interesting situation with uh, Richard Paul Rich Paul um, is conflicted in the sense that agents are not you know the most trustworthy people of all time but there's not a lot of black agents and there's not a lot of agents that pull themselves up from the mud I've always like there's a lot of there's, you know with LeBron there are some things that can be like a little annoying about LeBron, but I tend to overlook those for, for a couple of reasons. First off, uh, you know, he's opening schools and helping children out. Like, that's a that's a big deal. That To me, that's bigger than just giving charity money away. Like, you're opening a damn school and helping these kids go to college. Like, that's, that's changing a generation of, you know, families. Uh, the second thing is, early in his career, he, you know, he could have just – stuck to the path of the white agent and everything and he, he brought his boys up and I remember when he did that they were like oh it's the posse as, as Phil Jackson said they wouldn't be able to survive they're not smart enough and everything but he brought them up they're a powerhouse now Rich 
Rich Paul's a powerhouse. Uh, Maverick Carter's a powerhouse. These guys are, are, are big time, right? But they, they're still, a, I mean, he's still an agent, meaning that he still sometimes can make some sh- shady uh, decisions. And this is not, I don't think this is a good decision. Like, players will get traded. So you, can, you can force a trade if you're a superstar player, but you never want to be the guy that, 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 they t- that, that sits down first. You need the team to tell you to sit down because then they can't find you. Then they got to pay you and everything. Like, there was nothing stopping Deshaun Watson from playing this year. Absolutely nothing. If they ordered him to work, he would have had to come. But instead, they sat him down, and now, you know he's over in Switzerland with his, you know, his girlfriend. While other people are pleading the Fifth Amendment about him, you know, liking it in the ass. So this is not like sound judgment from Ben Simmons and Rich Paul. Now maybe it's because of Adele. Like we reported, how Adele is locked in his mansion. She won't leave. She won't do a Vegas residency. Until they work out their relationship problems. Like that's a little scary. But. I remember I wrote about this. Like a, about a week ago. I'm like. Adele is talented. Sing her ass off. But when. All of your records. Are based off men. And negativity. And toxic relationships. That's a sign. It's not a good one. Now, I get it. You know, I think everybody who's done something musically has written a song about their significant other. I mean, and, and, and don't get me wrong, Taylor Swift does the same thing, right? But, you know, there's a reason Taylor Swift ain't got nobody either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not normal behavior. Like, sometimes you just got to write out a banger. You know, you don't have to... Everything shouldn't have to be a revolving around a man. and you shouldn't lock anybody... Should be locked in a mansion. I mean, them tick. I saw them tickets for her Vegas residency. They're more than the Super Bowl. Now I know she can sing, but I ain't never met nobody that sings so well. I want to pay ten thousand dollars to see. You better be singing in my loft in the living room or my backyard. If you're gonna sing that well, maybe if Tupac came back, that's ridiculous. And nobody that good of a singer. I like Bruno Mars. Puts on a good show. Man, well, like a thousand dollars a ticket. I'm like, eh. YouTube's free. You know, the videos are very nice. If I want to hear some Bruno Mars song, I might listen to some Bruno Mars right now after this. Just thinking about it. I don't think Ben Simmons. I just don't think you know. I don't think he wants the ball. Some people just say they, they're, they're talented, they're athletic, it's natural to them, but they ain't ballers. And Ben Simmons is not a baller. The Injustice League. You know, one of the things that bothered me the most about my own people turning on me, it wasn't like what happened to me. Because I know that's just part of the game. When you're popular, when you, when you're doing your thing, and people see it, and the jealousy and the envy kicks in, that that wasn't it. Like that was annoying, and you know you hate for it to happen, and you you have your little, you have your little mini pity party, your little mini depression, 
or whatever it may be. And, you know, you know, time moves forward. Ain't nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about stuff when it happens. If it happens, it happens. Like, because life is precious. We don't know how much time we have. You don't know what the next day holds. You know, we're lucky to see the next day. You know, there are certain things that you have to prioritize. You have to understand I'm blessed about certain things. Life is not meant to be a straight, like, up. Like, like you're not just going up the hill. You know what I mean? Like, life is not, like, uh, up the hill. Like, just climbing the mountain. Life is is a lot of twists and turns and forks in the road and detours and dead ends and U-turns. and It's a lot, like, that you, you, you go through in a lifetime. Like, sometimes I sit back and I think about everything that, you know, like, you've been through. Like, from as long as you can... You know, the earliest memories you have, four, five, six years old, whatever, and tonight, you're like, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. And it's not a, when you think about it, it's not a long time when you, in, you don't see, it doesn't seem like a long time. But then you realize, man, that's, that's, that's a long time. You know, like sometimes when they, they, I see something, they said, this debuted 30 years ago. I'm like, I remember that. I was 10. <laughs> but I remember it. Like, it was yesterday. Like, I watched, like, Seinfeld episodes. Because I still think they're funny to this day. They're from, like, 1997. I mean, that's, like, 25 years ago. You know what I mean? That's a long time. That's a long time. And you just, you know, you're just kind of going through life. And you look up. And you're, you're, you're a little girl. It's not so little anymore. She's almost 18. She's an adult. Getting ready to go to college. And you look at another one that's 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 gone from birth to like fourteen months. You're like, don't went from like just this little little person I can hold him literally in my hand to now you know walking around calling me daddy, trying to eat my food, <laughs> trying to steal my steal my straws. It's weird. Like it just time just moves. So you can't dwell on bad stuff. You can't dwell on negative. You can't. Look, you're human, so when bad stuff happens and, and you're like, man, that, that, that threw me off track for a little bit, you know, it's hard to just not be upset about it, but, you know, what can you do? You gotta try, you gotta try your best. I know it's hard. It's hard. You know, you know, what, what happened to me didn't cause me to lose my house, didn't lo- cause me to lose my car or my, my marriage or my or my business, and I ding the business a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't lose it. I didn't lose a job. You know, my, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's it. You gotta put things in perspective. But the thing that bothered me, probably the most, is that you have to understand. Even when you're looking at the funny headline, even when you're looking at the drama stories or the gossip stories or me joking around with the memes and all of this stuff, right? All the funny stuff. We're one of the few outlets, right, that has the autonomy and the independence to take on, like, real racist stuff, real, like, bad stuff that's happening in the black community and don't have to worry about any, like, real repercussions coming back on us. 
The reason why is if you're corporate, you know, you know who owns the corporate businesses. It's normally not faces that look like you and I. And you know, we're right in the middle of the, you know, before the election and all of that stuff, and really trying to expose the racism and the terribleness of some people in our country, and it kind of stalled that for a minute. That's messed up because you got somebody that's helping people that look just like you, but because of your selfishness, because you're selfish and just thinking about yourself and, and, and your issue and your vendettas, you know, you hurt the greater good. Like in the end, don't really hurt me. You th- Maybe you think you did, but you didn't in the long run, you know. Everything that I was doing before, I still do. You catch me at the Super Bowl. You catch me at the fight. I'm still, I'm interviewing James Bond. I'm at the Spider-Man world premiere. The, the, the stats looking good. The checks are still lovely. So you didn't, you didn't, whatever you thought you was going to accomplish. Oh, you know, you're not on TMZ anymore. When was the last time you seen a viral TMZ sports video? Right, that's exactly, exactly. So, you didn't, you didn't do what you thought you was going to do, but you did slow down my ability to help other people that look like us. And that, that, bo- that did bother me. Because, you know, I kind of had to take a step back, couldn't really say some of the things that I wanted to say, and, and you can't really go after certain because you get what happens is when you do stuff like that you give you give people that hate people that looks like us you give them you give them ammo so you know i try to call somebody out all they do is just bring up you know what happened before you see what i'm saying now all of a sudden i'm cut off at the knees trying to help you out you know what i'm saying like like people don't think like that but that's a discussion for another day but I point that out because this story about I'm glad that things have, you know, kind of settled down and I can get back to doing stuff like that because, listen, I understand Cardi B and others came on, but when I did that story about Lauren Smith Fields, no major outlets had touched it. Now, I'm not saying that over a period of time, maybe people didn't, you know, catch up with it or whatever. But I know when I first did that story, and that story caught fire on social media, not just Twitter, I'm talking about Facebook and everything. People had no idea what had happened. That stuff got, it spread. Like I said, BSO is kind of like a a seed planter. Like, we may not be like the biggest branch of the tree, but we plant the seed. And I plant the seed that, you know, these cops don't investigate black women's death like, like they should. And I did that story. That story got half a million views. Other people started talking about it. Other people got a hold of it. You see, you go look. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hear to the BSO say I heard the BSO. Then, then you get Cardi B talking about it. Now, all of a sudden, we're doing some investigating. For those that are not familiar with the story, beautiful black woman, beautiful chocolate black woman, Lauren Smith, uh, Smith Fields, or Field Smith. Um, she goes on a date with this older white man from Bumble. 
and they're in their house and they're watching a movie or doing whatever. Next day, she dead. That's it. Cops are like, well, it's an accident. White guy's a nice guy. So we're not going to investigate. And like, let's just use some common sense. If you or I, as black men, at least for the black men that are uh, listening, went out on a date with someone that we met on Bumble or Instagram, it didn't matter. This is the first time that we met them. And we were at their house. And then we just call somebody, the cops in the morning, like, ah, this girl is just dead next to us. We're getting investigated. I'm not saying we're getting arrested. I'm not saying we did it. I'm saying we're being investigated. And now that they know that drugs was involved, like, you know, listen, like I said, it's, you know, you got fentanyl, you got all this other, it's not normal stuff. So you got to trace this stuff back. Like, was this woman someone that, actively use fentanyl and all these crazy drugs or this white man bring these drugs into the house you know for a quote unquote good time and it got out of control well unless you investigate we don't know just so just took a story at face value hey I was asleep with my, all my clothes on woke up she was dead okay guy alright that's fine have a good day won't talk to you again no that's not gonna fly that's not gonna fly so, like I said, I'm glad that we're kind of back in a stage where I could bring light to these certain issues out there and not be questioned too much and get the ball rolling. So maybe a Cardi B or some celebrity or more news organizations will take take uh, interest in it so we can make sure that we get justice uh, for people like Lauren uh, Smith uh, Fields. Last thing I want to say before I get out of here You know, it's February 1st That's the start of Black History Month And let me just come out and say it I hate Black History Month <laughs> I do, I hate it I don't like it And it has nothing to do with Black History It's, it's I think it's patronizing the reason I think it's patronizing is twofold. One, it's not a coincidence they gave us a month that has the least days in it. So we're gonna, I mean, it's almost like a slap in the face. Like here's a month with three less days than all the other months for you to celebrate. Like that's done on purpose. Like that's intentional. Here, take this month. It's like you're hungry and somebody just throw you a piece of bread. Shut up and just take the piece of bread. You said you was hungry. There ain't no meat in it. So I feel like it's 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 condescending right there. And the second thing that really grinds my gears is this. Is when it's Black History Month, uh, corporations and media outlets and sports leagues, they all, you know, they all hop on the the bandwagon, right? You know, like you know. But they don't practice that every day. They don't practice what they preach. You know, the NFL is going to show you all of the, you know, the NFL is good at the end racism and all that. Don't hire no black people, no black coaches. That's not ending prejudice. So it's, it's like the Muhammad Ali and the, the Martin Luther King thing. On Martin Luther King's birthday, they always, racist people always bring up quotes and misrepresent them. Muhammad Ali, they, they act like, you know, they always loved Muhammad Ali when he was the most hated man 
in America for a time. Like it's just, it's just, you know, black, you know, I get it, but it, it, it almost sounds like, you know, we're just kind of a footnote. Whereas, you know, we were here at the same time. You couldn't be where you're at without black people. We're a part of American history. So I never really liked African-American. Because while, yeah, you know, we're all, you know, descendants of American, uh, descendants of Africa, nobody walks around and says, you know, England Americans. <laughs> they all came from England. They all came British Americans. They all came from over there. They're descendants. But the people that, you know, here are just Americans. They will say black Americans, Italian Americans, or whatever, you know, whatever your actual race is. That's right. We didn't, our descendants, our ancestors came from Africa, but we're just here. You're just born here. Just like the people who got the, the, the ancestors from England, but you were born here. Now, you may be Italian, maybe Jewish, you may be uh, French or whatever that may be. But you're still American. You're born here. Never like African American. Black, black American, that's fine with me. But really, we're just Americans. You know, I remember I took a French class in, in uh, college. And there was somebody in there, a black uh, girl from France. It's like, we're just French. Not black French. Not African French. <laughs> we're just French. Yeah, we're just Americans. We're all in this screwed up society together. Our history is your history. Like, I hate the I hate the term critical race theory. Like what is that? Don't even make any sense. You're critical. I'm just taking it at its face value. The theory is that you know this is things about these are books or teachings that are critical of racism. Just think about that for a second. How stupid is that? Yes. You should be critical of racism. This is a country built off slaves. This is a country that took over a country that already had people in it. It shows you how blind we are to everything. I remember I mentioned that in high school. I got in trouble. How could Christopher Columbus discover something? There's already people here. And not just like five people. I mean, they had like, you know, colonies and, and cities and stuff. He didn't discover America. America was already here. America is not named after Christopher Columbus. It's not called Columbus. It's named after American Vescuso. Because he found it before there's a bunch of other people here. By the time Christopher Columbus found it, it was people here. So they couldn't call it Chris or Columbus. I just don't like it. I think, I think. I mean, I'm not going all the way like, you know, Kanye saying it's black. I just like black history is every day, every single day of, of every year to death do its part. And I get it. Other people have, you know, like gay pride month and, and Latino history month and all. I, I get all that. I get it. So it's not that necessary. Like if you want to put a little, a little extra sauce on it. But it's just like, come on. Couldn't give us like July. You gave us February. February, you know, if you take out Valentine's Day, it's just, just think about it. just think just think about the month of February. It's just it's just a nothing month. 
like it's it's not quite spring. It's still kind of winter. There's only 28 days in it. There's no real like major holidays. You know what I'm saying? It's just a a, a nothing month. It's like a it, it's February is the Tuesday of, of months. You know, Tuesday's just it's just Tuesday. It's not Monday. It's not like the start of your work week. It's not Wednesday. It's not Hump Day. It's not Thursday, which you know some consider like the start of the weekend. It's not Friday, which is the actual start of the weekend. It's not Saturday, which is you know your your weekend day off, and it's not Sunday, your rest day. It's just Tuesday. So yeah, you won't be seeing me saying BSO celebrates Black History Month. I don't do it, and I won't be doing it. And when I see ESPN, a Bleacher Report, or the NFL. And the Black History Month t-shirts. I'm just going to, you know, brock our brow from your boy. Like I said, it, don't, it doesn't bother me that, it, that celebrated. Maybe you find out about some people that you didn't know about. I get it. But you know what so would impress me more? You know what would impress me more? If you're ESPN, if you're listening, if you're Bleacher Report, if you're CBS Sports, if you're TMZ, whatever. If you're the NFL, the NBA. You know what, what, what would impress me more? If just on a random Tuesday... In April, you just start shouting out black people for their accomplishment. No reason. No, nobody told you to just because you wanted to. Random Tuesday in April. Do that. That's a little bit more impressive to me than Black History Month. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO. Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube, B-S-O-T-V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for helping put this podcast together. I'm out.